Beyond the Headline with Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. Weekdays, 3 to 6 p.m. 0614104107. You can also drop me a call at uh, Elder, sorry, a call on 086-000-2032 and a tweet at Elder and St. Pierre. It is time for the interview and we are in conversation next with the ambassador um, of Germany to South Africa, Andres Peschke, to speak to us about uh, the view or the perspective that Germany has on um, South Africa, especially considering um, the investment opportunities in the country, but also some of the hurdles that the country could be facing considering um, the energy crisis that the country is currently going through. And we're also taking your calls, remember, on 86 and you can drop me a voice note on 614 the energy crisis in South Africa has had a negative impact on the economy and many businesses have either had to spend more money on alternative energy sources to shut down or shut down due to skyrocketing production cost. President Cyril Ramaphosa recently announced that the Just Energy Transition Plan that will see South Africa move towards green energy sources in a bit to save the environment. What can we learn from countries like Germany um, that have an energy mix of fossil fuel, wind, hydro, solar, as well as biofuels? The ambassador is now joining us on the line. Ambassador, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Hello, good afternoon. I'm happy to be with you. Really appreciate your time. Ambassador, I want to start off here considering that uh, today we had the fifth investment conference in the country. Um, Sunday Times reported on an interview that um, they had with um, the South African ambassador to Germany, Stone Cizani, and he said that South Africa is hard to sell. Do you agree with that sentiment? What is the perspective um, that you have as a German politician and the conversation that you're having with the German companies as well as investors? Well, speaking about German uh, investment in South Africa and uh, German-South African economic cooperation, I would say that um, we still have a very strong footprint um, and that the cooperation is very intensive. I mean, there are many German companies uh, heavily invested in South Africa, um, also in, in joint ventures with South African companies. And uh, also for the today's investment conference, I think the German footprint um, uh, was there as well. Uh, we had new commitments uh, by German companies. Um, but of course, um, everybody is, is, is watching and, and looking at the investment uh, opportunities, but also on the conditions for investment very carefully. And as you have mentioned in your intro, I think the energy situation is, is, is of course one of the concerns, first of all for the people of South Africa, but also for businesses, international businesses operating in South Africa, uh, because I think without uh, a stable energy supply, um, this might uh, might aggravate uh, business conditions uh, to some extent. So I think that's one of the issues we have to address jointly. Um, I think, uh, you know, while addressing it, um, talking about the energy transition, um, and that opens up also new investment opportunities um, into which we are looking very intensively. And one of the commitments uh, by a German-South African joint venture, Rheinmetall de Nel, uh, today was uh, in the area of, of, of renewable energies because they make a new investment into green hydrogen. Mm-hmm. But but what is it that investors are saying about the energy crisis and um, with that energy crisis as well, do you get the sense at all that 
some are thinking of pulling out of the country or redirecting their investments? Well, I haven't heard of anybody uh, uh, wanting to pull out. Um, I think the commitment uh, uh, to, to, to be active in the country is, 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 is very strong. I mean, we have the big automotive companies with a long tradition in South Africa, so they are firmly committed to the market. There's also Siemens, Siemens Energy, who are actually actively involved in cooperating uh, with South African authorities, South African entities to address the energy crisis. Um, I think the, the issue may be if you look at new investment, uh, because there's a global competition, of course, uh, where to direct investment, um, and um, energy security uh, is, is one of the considerations, um, that there may be a consideration, okay, uh, do we want to bring new money to the country? So far, the interest has been very high. We had a, a German-African uh, business summit in December um, in Johannesburg uh, in, at the very same uh, convention center that uh, mm. the president is, is holding his investment summit today. And uh, there, the mood actually was very upbeat, looking at the South African market, but in, uh, at Africa in general. But of course, I mean, our vice chancellor was here. He had intensive talks with uh, ministers of the South African government. I think the energy crisis, the energy situation, uh, mm. on that we all agree is a thing that we need to address, that needs to be addressed urgently. Yeah. What about logistics? Well, logistics, um, uh, frankly, uh, is, is uh, uh, I mean, if you, if you rank uh, uh, factors, I think mm. you have the energy crisis, uh, you have a couple of issues with logistics. Um, I mean, there's one example, uh, 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 you know, that we have the energy crisis uh, in Germany ourselves uh, because Russia mm. cut down energy supply to Germany to zero, so we had to source for new sources of energy. And that led us also temporarily to buy more coal from South Africa and other countries. Um, and in fact, we would have bought more uh, from South Africa uh, if, uh, you know, uh, we could have got more coal to the port to the ports uh, via Transnet. So I think uh, uh, I think refurbishing uh, uh, the logistics uh, is, is also an important issue. Uh, although, of course, if you look at the continent in general, South Africa still operates from a very high level uh, in terms of logistics. Uh, and then, of course, um, uh, as, as, as people in South Africa would know themselves, the security situation is also one of the issues that need to be addressed. Um, I think uh, uh, businesses and companies also uh, would mm. require safe security situation. So that's one of a third issue I might uh, I would like to mention. Yeah, you, you mentioned now that uh, when it comes to logistics, that um, that Germany would have bought more coal um, from 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 South Africa, and um, that brings about that question and the conversation and I guess the critique again um, that has come towards uh, Western countries is that um, trying to persuade South Africa to move away from fossil fuel to to cleaner energy. Yet on the other end, you find that uh, countries such as Germany are firing up. Um, the coal fire stations, um, coal powered stations, rather, to try and mitigate the impact of the Ukraine war or the 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 Russian war in Ukraine and the energy crisis that it had led to in Europe. Well, that's an important question you raise, uh, and it has been controversial, uh, I think, in the discussion here, but also in the discussion in Germany. 
As I've mentioned, uh, we have an energy crisis in, in Germany ourselves um, uh, after the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine um, and the fact that Russia cut down energy supplies, gas energy supplies to Germany uh, to zero, which was a huge part of our energy mix. So we had to, uh, we did two things. We, uh, I think, uh, renewed our efforts uh, 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 in the uh, energy transition. We just ended the transition moving to renewables. So already now we have 40% of renewables in our energy mix in Germany, and we plan to have it to go up to 80% by 2030. So that's one thing. The second thing is that we need to, uh, we had to take short-term measures um, like uh, uh, renewing some of the uh, some of the coal power plants uh, we have had in operation in Germany anyway. So, which were not uh, operating to their full capacity. So, I think they were put back to full capacity as a temporary measure. So, uh, you know, we are using a little bit more coal now, but um, uh, there's a commitment, uh, a political and a legal commitment to phase out coal in Germany also by 2030. So, um, uh, while we are uh, while we are uh, aggressively uh, uh, extend, extending our, our renewables, uh, wind and solar and other sources, um, I think uh, for now, this year and next, uh, we may need a little bit more coal than we used in the past. Uh, but it's temporary. I think uh, buying new, new, more coal in South Africa now uh, actually was a windfall to the South African budget. But uh, everybody should know it is temporary. It's yep. going to stop. Um, so in, in a couple of years' time, uh, uh, um, Germany will, 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 will buy much less uh, uh, mm. uh, uh, or no coal anymore from anybody. Um, so um, this was just a short-term measure to address yep. the current crisis. But it actually it also reinforced our commitment to pursue uh, our own energy transition. Because that's one of the ways to become more independent. Mm-hmm. And, and with that said, um, I, I don't know if you if you saw the press briefing by our Minister of Electricity um, last week. And one of the issues that he also spoke about is that maybe um, South Africa would need to slow down um, its transition towards decommissioning some of these cold-fired stations. And I wonder if that has any impact at all on the commitments in relation to the Just Energy Transition Plan? Well, also in South Africa, I think there are two, two, issues, uh, two issues at hand. One is uh, the, long, uh, the medium and longer term issue of, uh, of an energy transition, just energy transition towards uh, uh, sustainable and modern and green sources of energy, climate-friendly sources of energy like wind and solar and so on. I mean, this process uh, cannot be done in a day. Um, I think it, it, it will take years, uh, even decades, uh, to, 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 to accomplish. Um, so I think South Africa, in our view, has embarked on this path, and uh, we think it's going to be continue on this path, and we are ready to also cooperate and share our experiences with our own transition. That's one issue. The other issue is, of course, solving the energy crisis. Um, and there, um, I think we, we all noticed uh, the, the, the Minister of Electricity going around the coal power stations, uh, the power stations, checking on the efficiency of the power stations. And I think uh, measures to heighten the efficiency of the power stations, to heighten the efficiency of the grid, 
um, um, are necessary in terms to find a short-term solution uh, to the energy crisis now. Yeah. I mean, you, you won't have renewables on the grid uh, uh, in the next two months. So it takes more time than that. But what we also have to know, and that's where the two issues, I think, connect, is the more and the faster uh, South Africa uh, will be able to bring renewable energies to the grid, um, the easier it will be to overcome the energy crisis. So renewable energies, uh, solar, wind, and the conditions for, for these uh, sources of energy are perfect in South Africa. In fact, they are much better than they are in Germany. So um, I, I, I mm. think the, the more we you know, invest, uh, uh, and, and there we, that's the part of the energy transition partnership, the more we invest into these sources of uh, uh, energy, the, the, the faster we can bring them to the grid, the easier it will be to solve the energy crisis. So I think that's where the two issues uh, connect. But uh, apart from that, of course, uh, you know, there are, uh, we, we need to look at uh, things to ease the uh, current energy crisis now. And uh, I think uh, uh, medium and long term, we should make substantial progress uh, yeah. on the energy transition. Yeah. Our Minister of Energy is arguing, though, and he says that um, the West seems to be dictating or trying to encircle um, developing countries like South Africa um, and use the issues around environment, environmental affairs to argue why the countries should, weigh, should move away from fossil fuel. Well, no, I've, I, I, but from our point of view, uh, um, um, we are we are not dictating. I mean, the just energy transition partnership, in fact, was driven by South Africa itself. South Africa came to the table with ambitious energy goals uh, to 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 make a transition towards uh, sustainable and green sources of energy by 2050, and then we are seeking the cooperation of international partners like us. US, UK, and others, the European Union, uh, and many others, in fact. So we, have, we said, okay, if you want to do that, if you want to partner with us, we are ready to share, we are ready to cooperate, uh, uh, we are ready to share our experiences. Um, so, but, but I think at the end of the day, South Africa has to find its own way, uh, has to determine its own energy mix. Um, and um, so we are not uh, dictating in any way. Yep. But I think it's also in South Africa's own interest uh, to, to make further progress on the, on the path towards uh, an energy transition, towards uh, more, more uh, climate-friendly sources of energy, because I think internationally um, there's no denying the fact that the time for fossil fuels is running out. I mean, if you look at, uh, at mobility, for instance, if you look at vehicles, so in Europe uh, uh, or in the U.S., uh, there's a strong drive towards e-mobility. Even in South Africa, uh, mm-hmm. there's a strong drive towards e-mobility. But in Europe, I think it's already put into legal terms. So I think uh, by the mid uh, uh, by the midst of the next decade, um, you will have difficulties to sell to, to to sell any cars other than electric vehicles. Yeah. Huh? So and, and I think that's a fact, uh, uh, South Africa relying heavily on exports of cars, that's a fact that South Africa also needs to take into consideration. If you continue to produce uh, 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 fossil fuel cars, um, um, then I think there will be no, nowhere to export them anymore in 10 years' time. 0614-104-107. We're in conversation with the ambassador of Germany to South Africa, also taking your calls on 86 
Court is in session every Monday to Friday at 11.30 a.m. Judge Jerry, only on SABC2. You are listening to Aldrin Sampia on SAFM. In conversation with the German ambassador to South Africa, Andres Peschke, around uh, the energy crisis here in South Africa and also taking some lessons uh, from Germany. But just a quick one, um, ambassador as well, is on the binational commission that will be taking place in, in June and also the visit by the German foreign minister. Yes, um, actually, we're very, very much looking forward to that. That's uh, uh, one of the main formats uh, of, uh, you know, the South African-German dialogue, the Binational Commission, taking stock uh, of the entire uh, uh, range of our relations, uh, starting from uh, economic relations, business, uh, moving over to culture and political relations as well. Um, so we're going to have nine working groups, um, and um, the commission will be headed uh, by our foreign ministers, uh, by the South African foreign minister and our foreign minister. And um, um, we hope that the visit is due to come up uh, still uh, in the first half of the year, um, and are very much looking forward to it to give a new impetus uh, to our relations. And of course, issues like addressing uh, climate change uh, uh, together like moving forward together on a just energy transition uh, will be also at the center of uh, of the discussions. Will will the Russia-Ukraine war also be on the agenda when the foreign minister is in the country? And what's uh, Germany's view around uh, South Africa's nine alignment stance? Well, of course, there's no way it cannot be on the agenda because it's, uh, well, in our view, number one international topic of the day. Um, and I think uh, what we need to have is, 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 is an open and, and honest discussion uh, about these issues between our countries. I mean, we have our differences, uh, uh, which are also uh, in, uh, due to historical reasons uh, and also geographical positions. Um, I think for us, uh, uh, the, the Russia, Russia, Russian aggression against Ukraine is, is a clear breach of international law and needs to be stopped uh, immediately. Um, South Africa took a non-aligned stance uh, on it. Um, And I think uh, it is very important, actually, uh, uh, and I think our foreign ministers spoke about it already. Uh, The chancellor spoke to the president. Uh, The vice chancellor spoke about this issue when he was here in South Africa. Um, I think it's, it's, it's very important to explain to each other our, our positions and to forge a common way forward. Because I think at the end of the day, there are also very strong commonalities, um, a very strong commitment um, to strong and reliable international institutions, a strong commitment to, uh, to, to, to have uh, reliable international rules uh, uh, upon which everybody can, can, can really yep. rely. So that's important, and I think uh, that's where we need to take uh, to take our dialogue further. Yeah, and it seems as though, just a quick one again, um, um, Ambassador, is that, for instance, the French president, Emmanuel Macron, saying that Europe should be careful that it, it doesn't become a vessel um, for the United States um, in, in what is currently playing out in, um, in, 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 the, in the war in Ukraine. Well, I think he said that uh, with respect to uh, another international situation uh, in the East China Sea after mm. his visit to China. Um, and uh, maybe you watch out, <laughs> and, and your listeners watch out, our current, our foreign minister is just now traveling to China. 
uh, and certainly will be asked uh, this question as well. I think our line on this would be that, of course, we need a strong uh, European unity um, and uh, also a strong European role uh, in all these important uh, international questions. But, of course, that we also need to act in partnership with our closest uh, transatlantic ally, which is the United States. So um, there's no contradiction between, uh, you know, uh, European unity and cooperation with the U.S. Uh, in our view. Um, but I think it needs to be defined in each and every conflict, in each and every international situation very carefully and in a very balanced manner. Ambassador, thank you so much for your time. German Ambassador to South Africa there, Andres Peschke.